Good morning, good afternoon, whichever one fits for when you're listening to episode number six of Just Another Magnet Monday podcast. Either way, we are happy to have you here with us. This is Molly Pat Eyestone with Marketing and Communications at Stormont Vale Health, and I'm joined, of course, by our Chief Nursing Officer, Carol Perry. Hello, Molly. It's good to see you. You too. We're back again. <laughs> it's fun. I enjoy this. <laughs> Me too. It is flying by. It's so hard to believe it's episode number six already. We also have Ashley Seamatter here with us today. Hi. Hi, Ashley. Hi. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you. Is this your first time doing a podcast? Yes, it is. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so episode number six, we're going to be talking about evidence-based practice. But first, Ashley, we always start out by having our guests tell us who you are, what you do at Stormont Vale, and what people should know about you. Well, I'm Ashley Seamatter, and I am an assistant professor at Baker School of Nursing, which is actually housed within Stormont Vale. I've been an RN in the organization since 2010, and mostly my practice background is labor and delivery on birthplace, but I am currently loving teaching students and bringing up the next of the nursing profession. So I think my three main purposes in life, I love to educate, I love to be a nurse, and I love to be a cheerleader. So I get to do all three of those things in my practice. And I think finding your niche is really important in nursing. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so what brings you joy in nursing? And now as an educator as well in nursing? I think getting to watch the spark of new coming nurses or nursing students finding what they love and growing into the nurses we need in healthcare so bad. That has to be so fun to watch and to also be a part of. Okay, so evidence-based nursing. Let's just jump right into it and start with the basics. What is it? So evidence-based practice is utilizing the best evidence that's out there, usually from well-designed research studies that will help guide our practice and help change our practice. But the beauty of evidence-based practice is it incorporates practitioner expertise as well as patient values and the available resources within our organization. So it's not just taking the best of the words, it's incorporating the best of nursing altogether. Nice job, Ashley. It was funny, Ashley and I looked at each other like, who's going to go with that one? And I thought I should let the educator, the expert say it. So no, Ashley, that was beautiful. And it really is about the experts doing the research and it's not formal research but it is evidence-based practice and you get that from many different resources you bring it together you work with other disciplines and then you define the best practices and that's how we come up with our policies and our protocols and change those to make sure we're up to date and constantly pushing ourselves to take the evidence and improve our practices based upon what we know is different than what it was maybe six months or a year ago or a year and a half ago. And so can we also talk about what the difference is between evidence-based practice and research, which I know you're heavily involved in, Ashley. So research is, the, the goal of research is to generate new knowledge. So if there's a topic or a question that's out there that hasn't been formally researched yet, doing research will create new knowledge for the nursing practice, where evidence-based practice is taking that best evidence from well-designed research studies and incorporating it into practice. All of it incorporates looking what's already out there and building on it, but that kind of differentiates kind of research from evidence-based practice. Let's talk about what a nurse scientist is. This is fun to me, and I, I guess it's probably been out there much longer than I was aware of, but it's recently become a term intriguing to me. So a nursing scientist is typically a PhD prepared nurse, so a doctoral level nurse who has expertise both in the clinical setting, but also in the academic setting. 
and they they often work within hospitals that ha are associated with a teaching hospital or with a university. And that nurse scientist is the leader of development, coordination, and management of clinical research and evidence-based practice, but then also serves as mentors to other nurses and other educators to help build their understanding and knowledge of research as well. So it's kind of a non-formal leadership research role in nursing, essentially. Boy, am I glad Ashley took that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have nurse scientists at Stormont. Not currently. Not currently. But what we do have is, so the research council, but then there's lots of other research studies that go on so that we're staying up to date with current research. Can you talk a little bit about all of those projects or n not in specifics, but just what we do? You know, we don't have nurse scientists, but we do value and prioritize research projects and studies at Stormont Vale. Absolutely. So the kind of central hub for the research that goes on that's nursing research is the research and EBP Professional Governments Council. So we kind of spearhead supervising and monitoring the, the research that's taking place within our organization. And within that, we work hand in hand with the IRB. And the IRB helps us to determine the safety if there's any human subjects involved in that. So that's kind of a partnership there. And then we're working along with our academic partners at the School of Nursing to help mentor and grow research within our organization so that it's not the same people doing research all the time, but that we're helping those nurses with that spirit of inquiry. They have a question, they have a topic, they think they want to, to research something further. Together, those three entities are coming together to help research happen. And yes, we have studies actively going, some that are human subjects and some that are not human subjects. So it's kind of nice. I find that topic really intriguing because you come to work each day and you got a lot on your plate, but we have so many team members who take extra by doing these research projects and to help our patients in the future that we don't even have yet. Absolutely. It's almost like the, it's the opportunity to feed on a passion that you have that extends beyond your practice every day. Finding something that you are just so motivated by or inspired by that you just need to know more so that knowing more can help do better down the road. Yeah, it's so cool. What do you find exciting about nursing innovation, Carol? Oh, I, I think that today is the day to really look at different models of care with the healthcare shortage and the projections of the shortage, there's so many different avenues that we should be looking at from a pipeline perspective. How do we look at bringing people into healthcare fields and then show them all the different paths they can go down, ignite the passion, as Ashley said. So there's different entry level, but there's also different DPN programs. There's PhD programs. There's nursing scientist programs. There's education, the academic. You have the dean from the academic working with the chief nursing officer in the service environment. And we've come together in a way that in the last 10 years that we would have never needed to work together so closely because we both can feel the challenges of long before the pandemic of what we're going to need to do and prepare the right clinicians, the right caregivers as we face aging workforce, as we face an aging population to care for multi-medical diagnosis. We're trying to move care from an acute care of just taking care of 
illness in the hospital to taking care and trying to promote wellness into the community. So healthcare and innovation has changed significantly in that a majority of really what we're doing is caring for patients in the community and really focusing on wellness. To get into the hospital and meet medical necessity, you're really sick. So a good share of what we're trying to do and what the um, academic environments are trying to teach to is very different than just the normal curriculum of medical surgical rotations, intensive care, rotating through. So as I look at Ashley and look at different care models and how we expose future healthcare providers, students, to a new model of care, it, it's going to take innovation and really studying where are we short, um, how, how do we work with technical schools and different schools to then give people an opportunity to get on a path and then what are we going to need to take us into the future. But we know we have an aging population and how do we take care of them in the environment that best meets their needs and that's a wellness environment instead of just waiting till everybody needs an acute care environment and is acutely ill so it's it's exciting to look at this proactively and the partnership between academic and service or uh, the chief nurse and how we can work together to um, prepare the next caregivers and so how would you say that nurses can get involved in research to be a part of that initiative? I always like to tell my students it starts with the spirit of inquiry. It's the, I wonder why we are doing it this way. I wonder if we could do it a different way. I was looking up some of the um, nursing innovations from the, the past, and one of them that came across was the idea of a crash cart. And I think we all know it's the, the cart on wheels with all the things you need for that emergent situation. And of course it was a nurse that said, I don't want to run five times down to the storage room to get 10 different things. I'm going to put it all together in one thing. And that came with how can we do this better? What could we do to improve this? Mm -hmm. And so it starts with that spirit of inquiry. And then you have to find that mentor to kind of help support you. And I think the Research and EBP Council is a great way to get more information. Like, if you, I need help going beyond the question, where do I go from here? People within your department that's done research before, getting, getting tied up with somebody else, it's, it's way more fun to do research as a team than it is to, to do it alone. And then you know, finding sometimes that partnership in academia who have maybe a little bit more expertise and methodology for research, you know, let's help get you started and then we'll, we'll send you as a free bird to kind of do it on your own and follow up with you as we go. So I think it always just starts with the I wonder and then kind of goes from there. The really exciting part for me is I wonder and then it goes from there when you know that you can publish and then you can present to your other professional colleagues throughout the country and Stormont does that a lot. I mean every time we present a poster presentation or we present a podium presentation or we present a research there's many people that have published in this organization and that is a really big deal. So this organization again it's another thing from a magnet perspective it pushes you to look at the research component. It pushes you to look at best practices. It pushes you to make sure you're using evidence-based practice to constantly know that you're giving the best care possible and to know that you can collaborate with professional colleagues throughout your profession, not just in the states, but internationally. And there's many organizations. Magnet has a collaborative 
passion when you reach out to somebody and you say we're a magnet facility it's not about any competition it's about nurses working with nurses to promote evidence-based practice research performance improvement and all those things that make us all better as a profession and that's very exciting i love that note because the conference in kansas city that's happened and we have had presenters go and speak to the group, but then also have poster presentations as well. And what I think is really cool is that we're bringing that to other people and other people are bringing their research to us. And we all kind of do that copy paste method as well and take other ideas. So it's sharing together. So what I find cool about Magnet is that we're a magnet organization and then there are other magnet organizations that we all work together. And so it gives other opportunities for growth and improvement as well, Mm -hmm. which I think is a really cool aspect of putting in the time and the effort to become a magnet designated organization. You have that connection because of your profession and then you build friendships and excitement. Like Ashley said, it's, it's much funner to do things when you have a team of people and we do research with other organizations. We do best practice with other organizations and you just get that connection and a synergy by supporting each other and what you're doing to meet a common goal in different organizations. Definitely. Let's talk about nurse sensitive quality indicators. What are these and what do we need to know about them? So these quality indicators are things that nurses individually drive. So as a nurse alone, we impact patient falls, we impact pressure ulcers, catheter-associated infections, all of those metrics that are very specific to the care nurses give. And we get to report those nationally. We're benchmarked on a national value, and so it is very personal and near and dear to nurses to drive that change because it's something we know that not necessarily us alone, but it reflects on our performance um, very specifically. So we strive to always achieve and do better on those. Okay. And quality improvement model. What is that? At Stormont, we have several tools that we can use. So we can use an A3 tool to really look at a quick process for improvement and it is a systematic approach to improvement for a specific topic or a specific problem that you're looking at and then you can just go through you have PEX individuals that will help you facilitate that along with clinical experts and the model itself is defined through the A3 process. And the A3 process can be used interdisciplinary as well, all departments. That's a cool option as well, is that we include everybody in those. Because it's not just things that are directly impacting patient care, but sometimes it's those system processes, like organizing the storage closet so I don't have to walk in Mm -hmm. and stare at the wall for 30 minutes trying to find what I need. It's a lot about organization to make the job of the nurse easier so we can spend more time with our patients and caring for them too. And that's amazing when you see a 5S or or, uh, organizing that, when you have seen beforehand what an area can look like and then afterwards when you get the experts of the clinicians and all the people whether it's respiratory therapy or radiology or whomever that are putting their supply in that area they go in reorganize it the efficiency and the effectiveness of how they can do their job is just tenfold and they're proud of it and they've done the work with the support of the PEX team we we make great strides around here absolutely and that all goes back to the patient whether you're directly interacting with them or not it all serves our community which is awesome 
education practice updates for onboarding team members. We're constantly updating practices to make it better, easier, less complicated for team members to come on and learn the processes. Can you talk about how we've improved those? Well, I think one of the biggest changes, I think fairly recently, is the nurse residency program, bringing in new graduates and, and recognizing it's not their first few weeks on the unit where they are needing additional support. They have preceptors with them. They are tied up one-to-one with a nurse at all times. It's kind of beyond that preceptorship where we need to continue that connection. I mean, that's where I think the nurse residency comes in, where they can keep developing skills, develop relationships of other people who are new to the profession, and further education, too. It's adding additional skills to their toolbox that they'll need beyond their initial orientation. The residency is a a differentiator for this organization. It's a commitment for that first year, and I can tell you from a a CNO perspective, we have a graduation at the end when the, the nurse has completed that residency, but they do an A3 project, and you can tell that they have been taught to look at, most of the time, they look at a nurse sensitive indicator, fall prevention, clapsy, one of those things, and to see young staff know that much about their responsibility of what they can truly have an impact on, and then involved other interdisciplinary staff, whether it be respiratory or supply chain or whatever they're looking at, they're involving the experts of their other team members, but they know that as a registered nurse, a nurse-sensitive indicator is theirs to own and how they can improve the best practice or the performance of that can be equipment, it can be a supply, it can be just basic eyes on from head to toe. And I'm proud of them. And and they're excited to present, you know, they've just gotten out of school and they think they're done with school. And then we just keep them in school. And um, they're like, we're never done learning. So you realize real quickly in this profession that you're a lifelong learner. There's constantly better evidence, better opportunities to deliver higher level of care. And that's exciting. You just get more knowledge every single day. And again, that's one thing that Magnet emphasizes is increasing your knowledge and increasing your sharing of that knowledge with your peers so you're a stronger team together. Since the nurse residency program what do you guys think it's done to morale? Do you think it's helped improve that? I think it has. I think it's created um, relationships so that they have a connecting piece. So I don't ever feel like the preceptor is gone, but when you're flying solo and you are the nurse now, you're not tied to another person helping train you. It's nice to have somebody to talk to, somebody to communicate with, somebody to brainstorm with, come up with ideas or solutions or who knows, maybe even a research project to improve, you know, patient care of their situation. So I I think it has. We asked them, the people that go through the program, and they give us suggestions on how we can improve it. We've tweaked the program from the time we started. Every class will tell you something that they think that we can do to make it better. And when I said it was a differentiator, new graduates, whether it's just from Worshburn or Baker, which is local, they're asking, is there a residency program? They're asking, are you a magnet facility? And so students, when they're graduating, they're trying to ask the questions, what would differentiate? Why would I come here opposed to somewhere else? So it's not just about, I can get a little bit money at one organization or the other, but it, they're, they're asking, do you have a residency program? What kind of support would I have? And also, is there a magnet facility? They want to know, is there rapid response teams? What other support would I have if I'm working in the organization? And we have many of those things embedded so that they have that support when they're starting as a new nurse. 
That's great. Did we miss anything else that we want to talk about evidence-based practice? I think we nailed it. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Anytime I'm with Ashley, we nail it. I think she's awesome. (laughs) Okay. That was episode six of Just Another Magnet Monday podcast. Oh, thank you. I also want to brag on Ashley. She is on the IRB and she takes the lead on nursing research. So on top of all she does in her full-time job, plus as a faculty, she has a huge commitment to Stormont Vale and the nurses in this organization. And for that, I'm very grateful. So thanks, Ashley. Thank you so much. Yes. Ashley, you are a star. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me, both of you. This has been a great conversation. Next week, we're going to be talking about everyone's favorite topic, staffing. A very pivotal topic, though, to creating success. So we have to talk about it, but we're also going to have a lot of fun in that discussion. It's a great conversation. So be sure to join us. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you.